a word that Ryan gave out this morning. I mean, about knocked me on my feet because nine months ago, after I was sitting in my chair at home, I prayer chair, really it's my everything chair, uh, and the Lord gave me something. I wrote it down. Oh man, that's awesome! And uh, I wrote it down. And I hung it on my refrigerator about nine months ago. And this morning, getting ready to come in, he says, "Take it with you." So I brought it in. There's only five words that it was that he gave me. And Ryan just spoke it here a minute ago. In a nutshell, what it says, don't give up, give in. Give in to the Lord. You're ready to throw your towel away. I, I can't do this. It's because you haven't surrendered to Jesus yet. Amen? Totally surrendered where your answer's at. You know, we're struggling, we're hanging on to the things of the past, the things that we may have learned before we thought was what God wanted us to do. Or we're hanging on to things in the past that we know we shouldn't be doing. And we're still doing it. Or, things in the past, you never confess your sins to the Lord. And it's eating at you. Confess it to Him. But it says, don't give up, but give in. And when you were speaking there a minute ago, I thought, wow, it's... You know, and He said, you, you can't say it strong enough. And you can't say, I don't know if you remember that or not, but you can't, you can't say it strong enough. And what it's speaking to me is, time and time here lately, God has been speaking to us, you know, come, come and surrender. Come and make me number one in your life. And and time is short. I keep sharing that. And, and most of you, a lot of you feel that in your spirit now. Time is short of His coming. And some of us who are sitting here think, well, that's okay, come Lord, I'm ready. But you're not ready. Listen to me, you're not ready. Not everybody. We have a former religion, but we don't have that relationship, and and that's a hard thing to get through. You know, I was born and raised in an area where you had a, an awesome religion, beautiful religion, but there was no relationship there. Uh, for me, there wasn't. Of course, I was rebellious at the time. But but God says, don't give up. Don't give up on your life. Don't give up on Him. But you got to give in to Him completely. Wow. And that's what His Word is for us. Uh, to give us instructions and stuff. You know? How many people are wearing Browns attire today? Who's wearing a brown hat? I'm talking about the Cleveland Browns. You got two people? Anybody else wearing brown stuff today? Just two people? Oh, okay. Thank God. There you go. For wearing Cleveland Brown stuff there, you get five dollars. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. Don't thank me. Very difficult, as the Lord and I was speaking earlier. Okay. Anybody who's wearing red today, get something. Well, then I could afford that. Now, how about brown? They say, hey, pick the browns. Nobody wears that stuff anymore. You know. <laughs> but just think for a moment. If I would say, now you might be saying, well, Pastor, you told me last week you're going to do this, I will wear my brown stuff in. If you're going to do it next week, I'll wear my brown stuff in. You, sh you should have told us. It's not fair, is it? I mean, Daryl always wear brown stuff. We know that. Okay? And a lot of time Ryan will. So I figure I can buy it really cheap that way. But you know, that's not fair. Bob says, well, I will wear my browns outfit. Have the helmet. People have just told us the cost of fortune today. 
If I said next week we'll all wear your brown outfit or your brown coats and shirts or whatever you have, how many people will you wear wearing them? How many people will get well trying to find one? Because we want it, right? Mm-mm-mm. That's the same way the Word of God is. Everything is right here included in, the, in our Bible. Everything right here. Oh. Look at all the treasures of the Lord in here. All His promises, all His strength, His Word. Oh, and my heart and His heart is this, that no one will ever be able to say, Oh, God, You never told me. If I only known. Amen? If I only knew that. Oh, oh. But there's two things, knowing it and applying it. Amen? Because I a lot of times we look at other people to see how great we are ourselves. You know that? I mean, that's one thing you guys are all blessed by with me as your pastor. Because you look at me and say, oh, thank God I ain't him. <laughs> amen? Oh, I got two amens back here. <laughs> I saw that, Paul. But the thing of it is, is taking this word and knowing what it says. We all want to go to heaven. I do believe we all do. Okay? We want to be in the presence of God. We want to be around loved ones who put their faith in Jesus. We want that to take place. You know, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way. Only through Christ do we get there, right? He's the truth. Everything here is true. Everything. How many people love the truth? Amen? Raise your hand. You love the truth? Alright, good. You're ugly. No, you're not. I've been said myself. I can't. <laughs> you're not ugly, Jeff. No. I shouldn't say that. I should use myself for a second. I'm ugly. But see, sometimes the truth mm, can hurt. You think you're you're everything. I looked in the mirror today. I comb my hair. Can you tell that? Uh, you can't tell. I comb my hair. That's why I wear a hat. That's why a lot of times you come in here, I'm getting things set up, I don't have a hat on yet, because I'm working. But then I thought, oh, getting close, I'm going to put my hat on. Amen? Cover that up. But the truth can step on our toes. But it's still the truth, right? It's still the truth. And so we desire that. It's the truth that really sets people free. Not, not just nice words, kind words. Kind words are fantastic. It lifts people's spirits up, right? Amen. We're talking about eternity. It's the truth that we have to surrender ourselves to. Now, don't remember raise your hand, but if I actually raise your hands up if you know you're going to heaven today, I bet the whole congregation will raise your hand up. But then if I say, Hey, if you hope you're going to heaven today, I mean not you're going today, but when you leave this world you're going to, we'd all raise your hand. Oh, I hope so, okay. But the word of God is given to us to show us, hey, this what Christ does to us. This is what the Holy Spirit does inside of us. He changes us. We surrender to Him. But again, we have a habit of looking at other people and saying, well, at least I'm not, not like them. And folks, that ain't going to cut it. And, and this is where the awesome blessing of the Lord is. That He speaks and tell, He will tell you the truth. He will never lie to you. we got to want the truth. God, search my heart. Search every part of me. Do you find anything in me, God, that's not pleasing to you? Is there something I'm hanging on to? I shouldn't be. Is this sin that I'm doing? 
Has that ever been in your heart like that? God, is this the right thing to do? I mean, it should be. Amen? That everything... <laughs> hey, Paul, can you back up that suit in? Sweet lady comes in here every week and brings stuff in to people. She keeps peeking around the corner and she's afraid to come in and interrupt her service. So let's see what she might need. Thank you very much. Mm. Uh, but when we look at the Word of God, have it applied to ourselves, and we were sharing last week, in the last several weeks we were talking about being lukewarm, being on fire for the Lord, okay? God does not want anybody here in hell. Nobody wants to go to hell, right? For sure, you do not want to go to hell. We know that. And we know here lately, I know Marty and us, and some of us went on that Paul Foolish tour. And in order to get through, we had to have a map, even though I got lost, okay? But at least I turned around again. But I needed that map in order to get where I want to go, because I really want to go there. Why? Because I had free ice cream, one that stops. And I want to go there. Well, how much more do I want to go to heaven? Because you got ice cream and probably have cake. You know what I'm saying? How much more desire do we have? Well, my Bible is my road map on how to get there. What does He expect from me? Does everybody blonde hair is going to be in heaven? Dark hair will be in the back? Read the Bible. But then that we want that. Know that He loves us and cares for us. We read last week, it was in Matthew 25, 41, just briefly, and I'll share it with you here again. But a time will come a time of judgment will come, and people will be before the Lord. Say, "Hey, hey, Jesus!" Woo-wee! He'll say, "Huh." Then he'll say to those on his left, "Depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels." This place called hell was prepared for Satan and his fallen angels. You know that? Found guilty, cast out of heaven. And the time is coming very soon, I believe, he's going to be bound and cast into the lake of fire. It's going to take place. So that place, that time comes, Satan wants to take you to hell with him. Understand that he wants to drag you to hell. There's no question about it. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he does it. He gets in your head. He'll tell you things to do that you know you shouldn't be doing. Why? Because he hates your guts. Because you're made in the image of God, that God loves you unconditionally. God cared for Lucifer in the heaven, but he raised himself above God. He got cast out. So he wants the same thing to happen to you. Do you want to go to hell? Do you want to live separated from God for eternity and torment? Do you want that? But do you want Jesus? Do you want heaven? Do you want what He has for you right now here on earth? Do you want heaven on earth right now? If you want that, He's the way, the truth, and the life. It's a total surrender to Him. And we can't sit around playing games with Him. We can't sit there, guys. Oh, God. You can't sit there and talk and do things that the Bible says don't do and think you're going to heaven. Because sin is sin and the wages of sin is still the same. It's one thing to step in the sand, but to embrace it and stay in that sin takes you to hell. And some people might not have enough guts to tell you that, but if you stay in your sin without Jesus, you're going to burn in hell for eternity. That hatred you might have in your heart today, you can't stand somebody, what they did to you, he says, forgive them. Forgive them. Yes, it's going to be tough, but I'm telling you what, not impossible if Jesus Christ in you. He will work through you for you to forgive them. There's no option. Can understand that. 
we can sit there and say, oh, I know, but boy, you know what, huh? You guys been through a lot of stuff. Some of you guys have walked through hell and back, you might say. But God can forgive you for your sins. You can forgive others. Because you got to look at the Spirit behind that. The Bible tells you that your father was a devil. When you were born, your father was the spiritual devil. Why? Because you were born in sin. The great news is, he tells us we're all going to be born again. Born in the Spirit. John John 1.12 tells you, those who are born again become the child of God. Born of the Spirit. Wow! All their ways is, is gone. Woo! When that takes place, who wants to go back and live in the old place again? I don't. My wife don't want me to go back here again. Oh, we all talk about the good old days, but not all part of the old days are good, were they? Amen. We have to remember that part of it. Got to remember that. But that place was designed for Satan. And look at how God describes some of the stuff for us. What hell will be like. He says, let me this right here. He says in Matthew thirteen forty two. He says, and you will cast them into the furnace of fire in that place where there shall be weeping and gashing of teeth. This is not a make-believe story. This is the Word of God given to you to encourage you to turn. Oh, preacher, you're just trying to scare us. You're just trying to scare us. I'm not. God is trying to warn you. Hear me, church? He's trying to warn you this is where we're headed without surrendering to Him. And you know what? He doesn't want it. He doesn't want you being tormented for eternity in a place called hell. No. But the saying is, you got to turn or burn. Very popular. I think back in the 60s or 70s maybe. I wasn't in church to hear it, but my wife told me about it. It's how real it is. Folks, I don't know how much more stress Brian's had, boy, it's heavy on his heart today. This, like, you can't get it out. And I'm not screaming. I'm mad. I don't know how to get it out anymore. I'm like, wake up, people. The Spirit of the living God wants to control your life. He wants to end there. He wants to give you joy. He wants to give you peace. He wants to give you strength. But you got to give up and give in to Him. Knowing He only wants the best for you. I know, folks. Again, I'm not going to say it because I can't afford it, but I said next week is going to be New York Jets Day. Woo! Good world. We crowd everybody getting all this cheap New York Jets stuff. We're going to get a hundred bucks a piece. Hey, I'll be buying one myself. Why? Because I use a hundred bucks. The word is the same way. We want it. But what's He tells me? What's going to keep me away from, from God? What will keep me away from God's love? Nothing. What will keep you away from God's presence? Sin. Amen? Think of that. Sin is real. He says in Matthew 7, 13, Enter by the narrow gate. Where are we going to enter? It's up going to heaven. For the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction and many are those who enter by it. So, can you imagine a real small gate? This is enough to get me through. Go oh. <laughs> sideways. Or the wide gate. Meaning we cannot take the baggage of sin with us. 
We can't stay in our sin and expect we're going to get through this little, this gate into heaven. Can imagine me carrying a suitcase now that says, let's say lust. And over here says pride. And I got one strapped on my back that says greed. And another one dragging my leg that says envy. And I'm trying to get through this small gate. I ain't going to fit, am I? There ain't enough weight washers out there drink to drink to get through that thing. What do I have to do? I got to drop. Oh, I can't drop. I've been carrying these all my life. I can't get them off my back. Who can get them off your back? The blood of Jesus. Have you run them off your back? Are you sick and tired of it? You know what you're doing is wrong, but you hang into it anyway. So I, I'm, I'm addicted to it. Yeah, you'd be addicted to sin. But there's one who breaks the addiction of anything. His name is Jesus Christ, the blood of Christ. He died on that cross to set you free. It's time for you to get set free. Thank you. I'm done with it. Woo! Lord, come. Take me. Take me. Take me. Fill me. Guide me. Surrender it. And the most important thing you can do for yourself with that is get around people who believe and act the same way you do. They will sort out to Jesus. Quit hanging around people. Around people who are taking you down. They have nothing to do with Jesus. Oh, I like hanging around to them because they're funny. It's like, but you know what they're doing there? They're, they're hanging on to you. And you're hanging on to them. He said, come out from among them. Come out from among them. Come out from the liars, the thieves, the gospels. Set free from it. I believe one of the greatest weapons Satan has is your tongue. Your mouth. Woo! That's really popular, ain't it? But he'll give you the power to control your tongue. The words that you speak. Because you don't. Don't sit there and think you can destroy people. You can talk about people and you're going to be dancing to the pearly gates. That's a baggage right there. Gossiping is another bag. Amen? I don't gossip. I just share. <laughs> How many times you hear that? Oh, boy. All you say is it's on your heart to talk about somebody, it better be on your heart to pray about them. And that prayer should be coming before the talking does. Oh man, so many people can, are deceived by that part of it. Sit around and talk and talk and destroying people. Oh, you know what he did? You can talk about what people did to somebody you need to warn, maybe. Hey, Fernando, I'm here talking about Chuck over here. Don't eat his chili soup. It's so hot, you won't be able to eat it. Boom. See, I, I gave you a personal warning, right? I'm just meaning him. I'm just saying, this is what I need to do, okay? Watch out for it, okay? Chuck, don't eat Fernando's chili. You know how to cook, okay? But see how it is, one one And that's saying, hey, let you know, I heard you're going to do this. Hey, I heard you're going to buy a car from Gail, okay? And I'm telling you, I bought three cars from her, man. You can trust her. Is that destroying her? Is that speaking against her? No. But if if you say, I'm going to buy a car today, I'm going to buy one from Lester. Oh, man, don't do that. Oh, Lester's car, oh, man. He's not a mechanic. He doesn't know how to work on stuff. He do not know how to fix things at all. It's just terrible. I don't even know how he gets out of bed in the morning. Is that uplifting Lester? No. What's my whole point of saying this? 
Let's just destroy him and make him look small. Nothing wrong when she says this. Hey, Barbara, I need to talk to you, man. Hey, listen, I'm not talking, I mean, I'm not against the guy, but I haven't seen him work on his car. He don't know what he's doing. You know, just really think about it, you know. And I'm just going to pray with you for wisdom to make a good decision on what car you purchase. Okay? See what I did? I told you the truth. Watch out. I don't know whether he can be a mechanic or not. But I shared with one on one. And then I prayed for wisdom for her. What to do. Yes. But we we have a habit. It can be a come a fire a firestorm. Somebody starts talking about somebody and somebody else jumps in on jumps on and I tell you all the time, I hear this all the time during the weekend here. And uh, I always keep waiting for that one key word. Prayer. Hey, will you pray with me? Let's pray for this person. Let's pray. And so I put a lid on it because gossiping is a sense. Gossip will take you straight to hell. And and he said, well, why would gossip take me to hell? Well, the main reason all these sins are listed is that if the Spirit of God is in you, you don't want to do it. Remember I shared last week, somebody was here, I saw that Chad lives all these Christmas lights. And they're going to pass my house as Chad moved back for a month. How how be shiny it was and how light up it would be and stuff. If he wasn't in there, it would be dull and grand. be one little light in the, in the window. Yes. You can tell Chad's not in there. With us, it's the same way. If Christ is in us, we have a desire to honor Him. And we don't want to do that. See, that's what the Word of God tells us, right? Give you a heads up. It's kind of like saying, Hey, next Sunday... We're going to go to heaven. Woo! All those who are covered by the blood, follow the Lord. Woo! Oh man, next Sunday. Oh, what are I going to do, Pastor? I got. Well, it's not too late, is it? You can get into what it really means to be a follower of Jesus. Repent from your sins and follow Him. And we don't know. This today could be the day. I mean. Our luck today will be the day because the Browns are on a winning streak, right? And that's a miracle all, all there, okay? But being prepared for it. He says in Revelation fourteen eleven. It says, And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest day and night. Those who worship the beast and his image, and whoever received the mark of his name. Torment day and night. This is real. And those who worship, oh, I don't worship the devil. If you're doing the things in the world, who's in charge of the world? The devil, I mean, yes. I mean, Jesus bought back our safety, bought back our life, if you're following him. But yes, yeah, torment. You think, well, oh, they're going to be down there, somebody have a little stick and boom, poke you. Boom. But hey, but I know in hell, you're, you're in darkness eternally, and nobody's partying down there. But some of the torment for some folks would be my face. I really believe that. And every time I say, Come to Jesus! He loves you! Repent from your sins! Come! And all that crazy old man. And you'll listen to him. And you die and you go to hell, and then time and time again you'll look up and you see my, my image, my face. Come to Jesus! Repent from your sins! Do you want to see this face the rest of your, your eternity in hell? I don't think you do. <laughs> and Jeff, I do apologize. I should never have said that. You are not ugly. You're awesome. Your wife said you're gorgeous, and I agree with her. Okay, that's really heavy in my heart, man. I should I should have pointed it myself. Amen. <laughs> he got his phone out looking for other churches. <laughs> okay, 
But, but see, the torment. Oh, well, maybe you walk with the Master and you turn away from Him. Folks, this thing is real. Catch on fire for God. If you have to sit there at home and read the Bible 24 hours a day to get that fire back in your spirit, get it rekindled. Say, God, catch me on fire again. And you get there by prayer and by forcing yourself to read the Scriptures. Amen? Well, a pastor, what kind of Christian got to force himself? There's days you got to force yourself to get out of bed, right? Get up and read the Word and you get addicted to it again. You ever quit eating sweets for a while? Yes, I have, believe it or not. And you take one, you take a bite of it. Oh, my land. You know, we get donuts from Hans all the time. Sometimes I pick them up in the afternoon and take them home with me. I'll leave them out in the truck because I don't want to take them inside the house. I know what's going to happen. Right? But long about midnight. Sure. She knows what I'm doing. Here, honey, I brought you one too, okay? About one o'clock, I'm bringing the whole thing in, you know what I'm saying? Boom! Because, boy, that sugar gets over me really quick, right? I mean, sugar is the greatest addiction there is other than being addicted to Jesus. And I'm going to hold of you. What's the best way to overcome it? Don't bring it into the house. Amen? Amen. And how, how to get addicted to the Lord more and more? Being in His Word, being in His presence, don't we not? Being in, in fellowship and believing that, man, this stuff is true. Mm. And Revelation 14 11, I shared that one. Mark 9 and 48 says, And hell is a place where the worm never die and the fire is not quenched. Where the worm does not die and the fire does not quench, it's doubled. 44 and 48 says the same thing. A place of torment. I mean, do you ever feel like something crawling over you and you can't find that at times? I have. <laughs> Down the woods. Man, I got something. I don't know what it is. They're trying to warn you. Hell is not a place you want to be at. Give every warning sign that there is. It goes on for time and time again. And God doesn't want that for anybody. You know, they say, well, what kind of loving God would send somebody to hell? God doesn't send anybody to hell. We choose to go because we reject Him. That we love our life greater than we love Him. We love the approval of people more than we love the approval of God. And you know right now, hey, they're heaven and they're hell. There's no in-between. There's no timeouts. Not saying, oh, start you no. I die. I'm at the gates of heaven. Peter, Saint Peter, there, or Mark, or whoever's being charged that day. Oh, Stargy. <laughs> All right, Stargy, you insulted your wife's cooking three days in a row. She's a great cook. <laughs> You're going over here for three weeks. Then we'll let you in heaven. Nah. There's no purgatory, guys. There's no timeout. The second I die, it's heaven or it's going to be hell. And not based upon what I've done except surrender my life to Jesus because of the blood of Christ. There it is. Anyway, move a couple of things around here.
I'm good. I need an interlude right there. I gotta find the rest of my notes there. It's red. Ever have one of those days? Like I said, I need a larger podium. First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine and eleven. Just give me one second. Yeah, I have different notes here. I like to really get. There they are. Right where I put them. I made my wife move them for me. share a couple of these here with you. Verse <clears throat> John 3.16 tells us <clears throat> again that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that those who ever believe in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. 17 says God did not send the Son to judge the world but we may be rescued by Him. Amen. If we believe that, then we got to believe every, everything in the Word of God is for us. And we're looking at 1 Corinthians 6, 9. And the Word of God tells us this, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covenants, nor the drunkards, nor the revelers, the swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, Paul said, but you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of our God. And, oh, that's cool. And I read that, and he said, well, that's not me, that's not me, that's not me, that's not me. Woo-wee! You can't find me any of those. That's not a complete list. You know, with the Spirit of God with you, you know when something isn't correct. When something is immoral, something is selfish, you know when something is a lie, you know when something is a gossiping, you know when things are being said to you you shouldn't hear. Right? It goes on and on and on. But to break it down a little bit on fornication, it's sexual intercourse between two people who are not married to each other. Well, I hope we get an amen somewhere around here. <laughs> but listen, it's given to us as truth. Okay? As truth. No matter how popular it is today, having sex outside of marriage is a sin. Well, Pastor, will that send me to hell? Well, it goes back this way. It's showing you that Christ is not in control of you if you confess to be a Christian and you're doing it. Okay? Very popular anymore. Hey, you get married, let's just shack up. Oh, yeah, I'm not telling you what you can do and cannot do. I'm just telling you the results if you do it. Understand, you're free to do whatever you want to. But I've got this burden in my heart to tell you when sin is sin and give you a fair warning about it because I don't want you to be in hell 
and blame me because I didn't tell you. And all this is given to us out of God's love. You know? Out of love. Give your heads up. You know, again, let's go back to Chuck and, and Fernando. They both brought in chili soup today, if they did. Hey, listen, give you a warning. Don't eat Fernando's. Your mouth is going to catch on fire, okay? I tell you that, not nothing against Fernando, but I love you. And you will catch your mouth on fire, okay? If you want to burn, turn to Fernando's, okay? If you want to burn, continue to do the things that he warns us. Hey, this is sin. Now, some of these I go through, you've been there and done that. you got the t-shirt and you got the hat. Amen? But the thing is, we get born again, we are forgiven. Amen? We are forgiven of these sins. No longer will we stand before God on Judgment Day for them. That's an awesome thing. How many people believe that Jesus can forgive your sins? Amen? Yes, yes, yes. How many people still believe that the wages of sin is still separation from God for eternity? Amen. It's kind of sad to be forgiven of the sin and step back into it. That's very popular too anymore. Oh man, yeah, I was a sinner, but I tell you what, I gave my life to Jesus. Woo-wee. Amen. Yeah, but you're doing the same thing. I know, but I'm born again. Now I grant you that we can sin as a Christian. Slip up. We're forgiven. Amen. But folks, when we step right back into the same sin we get delivered from, and we stay in that sin, declaring that we are born again and we're walking to heaven of Jesus, and we're perfectly sinning, you're either a liar or you've been lied to. Because it don't work that way. does not work that way, guys. The awesome thing, you find yourself in any of this stuff today, you repent from it. Truly repent. Lord, Lord forgive me. God, I want more of you. Give me the strength to turn away from the folks who are always around me. He'll say, hey, I'll give you the strength, but you get moving. Remember, too many times we say, oh, Lord, take this from me. And he's waiting for you to do what? To give it to him. Yeah, he'll give you the strength. He will give you the desires of your heart. As you follow him, he will place them desires right into your heart. Amen. Mm. No idolatry says people worship idols, image of deity other than God or any person or thing regarded with blind admiration. So, be meaning like you're in a relationship and you know you shouldn't be in this relationship. But, oh man, you love this guy or love this woman, whatever it might be. And, and so you're, 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 you're going against the Word of God. You're putting them before God. And you gotta, I gotta warn you, like he did. We have a jealous God. Very jealous God. Why? Because he created you. He gave you everything you need to be set free from anything in this world. But you choose to follow a person or a religion or whatever it might be that's contrary to him. Wow. That's wrong. Remember, he says, we should fear God, not man. Amen? Go back to your heart again. He's just giving you a warning. You decide what you want to do. Adulterers, sexual intercourse between a married person with whom he or she is not their spouse. Or also, the Lord Jesus even says, if you're lusting after somebody, you've already committed adultery in your heart. 
You know that? Think of that. That's why I wear the same outfit every Sunday. You know, white shirt and blue jeans. It's a common guy. You can laugh now. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, what, hurt, what does it hurt? It hurts everything, guys. We got our mind renewed in Jesus. If you have a problem with addiction to pornography, He'll set your mind free. I'm telling you, the Spirit gets hold of you. When it comes to pornography, and I say, I think it all started, well, it started from the very beginning of time. Back in the 20s, we had the Roaring 20s. I know most of us don't know about them. Uh, but we saw, you know, everything, whiskey, all that stuff, and we got more and more, oh, look at them, and here comes the Sears Roebuck catalog. And, you know, I remember we had a song about one, remember that one time? Back in the 70s, they had a song about Sears Roebuck. They had that guy, he was actually, uh, advertising underwear. You guys don't remember that? Oh, wow. Nobody? Thank you. Thank you. She does. Okay. Yeah, but it goes on. Look at catalogs from the 50s to 2023. I mean, you don't know what they're trying to sell you because there ain't enough thread there to make an outfit. Look at your commercials. Last seven years. I mean, it's terrible. Okay? That's the spirit that gets horrified. We start off looking at your series of roadblocks, and you find yourself in a playboy, playgirl. Uh, uh, he's pleading that spirit. And God can set you free. His, his son can set you free of that. You can't do it on your own. You can throw it down for a while, walk away from it, but it's still going to be in there. He'll set you free from it. Same way with alcohol, drugs. I mean, unfortunately, this past Tuesday, I think it was election day, we authorized now marijuana. We can grow it now. 2.5 ounces, whatever. I mean, I don't understand this. But, in order to do this, you got to buy, I think, a tax stamp. That way the government get 10% of what you grow. And then you know what that 10% for? Some of that money going to go for people to get addicted to marijuana. How stupid can we be? Now, talking about the abortion law. Wow. Man, I mean, people, they're, you're welcome to sit around and get drunk and smoke your dope. I'm, telling you, I'm not telling you you can't do that. I understand later on, I'm going to tell you that no drunkard shall enter the kingdom of God. Amen? Your effort means taking on the traits of a lady. Or speech or accident, cross-dressing, uh, transgender. Okay? That's all a, a spirit. Uh, homosexuality. But it's still sin. I mean, no matter how popular it is, we have every reason why we do this or do that. And there's a lot of reasons why uh, people get mixed up in that. Some of them cause a, a bad relationship. And maybe the, the husband's married to a wife and she abuses him, and or the wife's married to her husband and he abuses her, and you start talking to a co-worker of the same sex at work, and, you get, and the next thing you know, you get this kindled spirit, and next thing you know, you find yourself sucked in together. That's a spirit, okay? And God can set you free from that. It's, it's a sin. Now, it's not. I don't know why I posted the other day, if you guys are on Facebook, but I got shut down for some reason. They call my speech hate speech. Anything I ever do is 99% of the time either a joke or talk about Jesus. But they want to shut it down. You know, they, they don't want you to talk about this. How can you be delivered from a sin if you don't know the sin? Sin is bad. No matter what it is. 
But God can deliver from it. How do you know that sin if someone's not loving you enough to tell you what it is? And God tells us right here on this. He says, no thieves. Now, all that happened, never stole nothing. Oh, great. I'm glad you haven't. You ever cheat on your taxes? You ever claim your dog as a, as a cousin is living with you? Huh? Have you ever done that? Uh, ever, ever not report income? You ever go to work and you don't work? You just lay around and sit around? You don't do your job? And so you're lying on your timesheet? Then you're stealing from your employer. He's paying you for doing nothing. See how deep this thing goes? Yeah, as a Christian, our job, our desire, not job, is to honor Jesus. Oh, man. No drunkard. It's no person who frequently drunk, willfully or indulgent, whether it be alcohol, be drugs, whatever. Drunkard. Now, the Bible nowhere does it condemn having a drink. Okay? He's talking about being intoxicated. But folks, you got to watch out. There's old country songs of the devil in the bottle. Ever hear that one? And he'll get a hold of you. And next thing in this life that you're, you're celebrating joyfully, it can get a hold of you and you're addicted to it. And it comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Same way with drugs, whatever it might be. I know people got on cocaine, tried it one time. Addicted. Other people walk away from it. But you has got to watch out. <laughs> Again, seek the Lord. Slander is another one. Talking against people. Swindlers, cheating. Oh man, going back to the car. Lester trying to sell me? <laughs> yeah. It's all dust and transformation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Err, Stark, yeah, better trouble. I buy it. Boom. I was in the shop the other day to get my truck worked on. I'm sitting there. And the guy comes in and gets his vehicle walked in. He says, yeah, I, says, I just want you to just get it running again. He says, man, that guy really shafted me when I bought it from him. I'm going to trade it back in. I'm going to shaft him back. I thought, oh, wow, that's what an outreach that is, you know. But a lot of people is that way, you know. Uh, well, he didn't ask me when he bought my car if I had a transmission. <laughs> now, am I representing Jesus? I may have seen Flywheel in the movie we showed here a while back. Remember the car lots? I mean, that was uh, a lot of truth in that. You were designed to tell the truth. You, you have that desire to. And people say, well, what? You're going to tell me that about your car and you're trying to sell it? Well, thank you. Well, I want to make sure you make a wise decision. I'm not a mechanic. But it was something when you started up about 10 minutes later, it was conk, conk, conk. Well, I appreciate you telling me. I don't want to buy the car, but I appreciate that. Always being truthful. And the swindler's always trying to do things. And it says here that and those of us here at one time practice all these things, one of the things. But it says now that those who practice such things shall not see the kingdom of God. See the difference? Is practicing, you're trying to get better at your sin. Otherwise, he says, resist the devil. Go closer to God. You know, oh, well, that's pretty good, Pastor. I don't have a... I don't have any uh, problems there, but when he talks about these sentences, he talks about, he tells us in Luke twenty-one thirty-four, for you to be on your guard, so your hearts will not be weighed down with disposition and drunkenness and the worries of life. And that day will not come on you suddenly like a trap, the day of the Lord. 
they will come upon all those who dwell on the face of the earth. But keep on the alert at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are about to take place in this world. All the things, and we're thinking uglier and uglier. How are you going to survive it? How are you not going to fall back into the old days? Is by staying in prayer. God, no, I tell you the time, God, I pray all the time. Don't let my heart grow cold. You know, give me strength for another day. Reunite my fire every day, Lord. I may share the gospel. No matter how many times people reject it. That's going to be a heart. If Christ is in there, your heart is breaking, a uh, good breaking, a uh, desire to share the gospel. Mm. He says in Luke twenty one thirty seven that during the day Jesus was teaching the temple, sharing all this, but at night time he would go out and spend on the mountain. That was called Olivet. So he shared during the day, live for the Lord, or live for God. Then he goes get battery charged again and again. And all the people will get up early in the morning to come to him in the temple and to listen to him. Can you imagine if you go to work and you hang out somewhere and people say, oh, I can't wait you got here today. Tell me more about Jesus or the work in the day. Man, how would that make you feel? That would be awesome. Mm. Ephesians 4, 29 and 30, he says, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment. So it will give grace to those who hear. Otherwise, we open our mouth up. Whatever you're going to say, that's going to be uplifting. Think of that. Not destroying people. Uplifting. So don't grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Now, these aren't suggestions from the Lord. It's telling us what to do. But yeah, but you understand, they're trying to rake me over the coals. Okay. You have the right to stand up for yourself. You have the right to be bitter and anger at them. Is the Lord fighting your battles for you? Are you fighting yourself? You know, we all have, a, have a, maybe once I open our mouths up when we shouldn't. Yeah, amen. Mm. First Timothy 2, 16 and 17 reminds us to avoid worldly and empty chatter for will lead to further ungodliness. He says, and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are several people he mentions here. Again, go back to what I said earlier. You're sitting around and somebody starts talking about somebody. Unwholesome. And someone else gets in and the next thing there it spreads clear across the table wherever you're at. Destroying people. Again, that's not what you're called to do. And if you're doing that, repent from the Lord and get with them. And if you have to get away from people because all they do is talk about one another all the time, get away from them. Because well, I, don't, I don't talk about it, I just listen. There's no difference, folks. And the temptation you have anymore, you get on that Facebook thing. Bring it up. And somebody types. I'll, I'll be I'll be careful for a second. Well, let me tell you my husband today. I'll tell you what. I cooked the meal all day long. I did his laundry and stuff like that. And by gosh, he came home from work. And I, Can you believe that? He, just, he sat down in the chair. He said, hey, bring me a hot chocolate. Bring it now. Why isn't he doing something better than that for me? Yes, Carol, I agree with you. I know somebody uh, works down here. He'd be treated a lot better. You need to come see him. 
back and forth, back, and you're sitting there reading that. That's gossiping. You understand that? Oh, I know, but no buts. That's how you got to discipline yourself. Hey, I want to tell you about this. But whoa, whoa, whoa. You're going to tell me how come? Well, I'll tell you what you did to me. No, no, no. Did you talk to them? Now, if you want to share with me, I'll pray with you. But that, our heart has to be that way, guys. We have to see the Spirit behind people who makes them the way they are. The same Spirit that was behind you at one time causing you, like Paul would say, to be the greatest sinner of all. See? That's how He changes us. Proverbs 13.3 says, The one who guards his mouth preserves his life. But the one who opens wide his lips comes to run. Hmm. Nobody goes to hell. He says in Proverbs 10.19, When there are many wars, transgression is unavoidable. But he who restrains his lips is wise. Otherwise, someone's got a saying out there that says, the reason why you got two ears and one mouth, we should listen with them. We should always think before we open our mouth up. Anybody been guilty of not doing that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where that word repent comes in. Hey, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. And one more today then. In Romans 1, 28 and 32. Again, these are God's words to us. But hey, listen. This is the things you got to watch out for. Because if I'm in there, if I'm in your life, you don't want to do these things. It's a sin. And again, if we continue to do such things, we don't see the kingdom of God. So it's awesome. Again, remember he said in Revelation chapter 3, we should be hot or cold, but since you're lukewarm, I'm about to spit you out. Amen? He didn't say, I'm going to. I'm about to. I was like, hey, man, we got a chance. Well, I didn't know this, Pastor. I didn't think. I thought four or five Christians get together and talk about people that it's not a sin because we're talking about people. Uh-huh. But now he's talking, I guess, you know. And it says in Romans one twenty-eight, And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer. So at one time they acknowledged God. Amen? But now, I'm not going to not anymore. I'm not going to not, not anymore. Mm-mm. God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper. Otherwise, the time can come where we reject God. You walked with Him, hung out with Him, okay? But the things that will start coming back into your life and it started dying down and dying down. And Now you're out here. It's kind of like you're driving a Coke truck drinking Pepsi. That's bad advertisement, right? That ain't gonna last very long. Okay, that's what he's saying here. God gave him over to depraved mind. Time will come, the door will close. The Bible even shared with, hey, watch it. For those who walk with Jesus, those who are born again, tasted his love and everything, all oh, on fire for him, and turn away, walk away from him, denounce him. This is impossible. To bring him back again. Think of that. You said, "No, no, where am I at, Pastor?" Well, you have a love for Christ. Amen. There's still hope for you. See what I'm saying? 
It's when you denounce him, uh, nothing to do with I want nothing to do with God. Okay. He can't bring me back. Why? Because I want nothing to do with him. You have a desire to be like Christ. You're not perfect, but you have that desire. See the difference in that? So just draw closer and closer to Him that His desire won't go out. He said, to do those things which are not proper. Verse 29, Romans 1, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full envy, murder, strife, decease, malice, they are gossips. Mm. Slanders, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, and banners of evil, disobedience to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful, and all they they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death. That not only do they do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. Wow, we'll stop there for the day and pick up next week. But the key word is those who practice such things. Those who practice such things are worthy of death, separating for God. Worthy. But see, the awesome thing is, He died to bring us salvation. To repent from our sins and embrace Him. And to follow Him. Denounce this world. But there's also woe to those who give hearty approval to those who practice Him. And that's another place my heart gets heavy. Going back to this last election. How many people voted yes on issue one? I even talked to some Christians didn't vote. Did not vote. And what do you think of that? They don't answer me. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself out loud, I guess. You have the ability to stand in the gap and at least cast a vote for the Lord against this and not even vote. Well, yeah, but pastor, on Tuesday, I had my hair appointment, you know. They don't cut it. You had 30 days before election day to vote. Now, how many voted yes for it? Because, well, women have the right for her own reproductive. Okay? Hey, guys, I won't argue with you. You do have the right. You can decide who you want to hang out with. But once that baby is conceived, you don't have the right to terminate his life. Without, the Bible says, not to spill innocent blood. There are times, I understand. But the trouble is with this amendment they had to our Constitution now, it covers everything. They can do transgender operation on your kids in school when you tell you your kids in school when you have an abortion. They can do. They can teach them all about homosexuality, all this stuff, and you don't have a sinking say in it. And we weren't enough guts enough to stand up and vote against it and speak out against it. Not you guys. I'm saying as a nation. Wow, we're still trying to do stuff in Ohio because of the false advertising they had and stuff. I don't know. God sees our hearts. He sees what we've tried to do. And we're not giving up. But this is where America is at today. Oh, man. But it's not too late. Within the sound of God's, my voice and you hearing God's Word. Man, if you've been sometime around, commit your life to Jesus. Repent from your sins and invite Him into your life. Come, Lord Jesus. If you've got questions about it, we'll be breaking bread here in just a little bit. I'll, I'll talk with you. I'll make an appointment. You can come in and see me. 
There's nothing that God cannot do with your willing heart. We just got to have that, that heart for Him. Amen? Remember, He loves us. This is all given to us to warn us. I go through all these here. I used to live in them. Yes, but <laughs> thank you, God. And when I, when I do mess up and I do sin, I get angry on someone. Oh, God, forgive me. I'm serious when I say I pray before I go into Walmart. I mean, it's, I, nothing against Walmart itself, but oh, man. I went the other day by aftershave. Aftershave. Uh, Setson. Spray bottle. They got it locked up. And then one lady was there who worked there. She's off duty. So we got to push this button. All these years, I never saw that button up there. Pushed it. This guy showed up. Yeah, I hope you end this thing. Aftershave. Oh. Oh, okay, thank you. Oh, no, sir. I can't give it to you. I'll take it up to self-checkout. And when you check out, you can get it then. I said, what? I said, yes. I don't want it then. If I go through the store and the rest of my shopping, ah, Lord, why? So I'm checking out. I go to one cashier named Linda all the time. Talk to her. Find anything you need, Sarkey? Yeah, I found it. And I told her what happened. Yes, sir, but but they do that because people steal it all the time. I said, all the stuff in the store, they lock up Stetson? I mean, come off it. So she told me all the things they lock up. I said, oh, come I said, I come in at Christmas time and the things open up. Oh, yes, sir. We're so busy when I have the time to keep unlocking it. Christmas time, they don't steal anymore. I said, Linda, I'm not upset with you. It's just a policy. Well, Starkey, I'll go back and get you one now. No, 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 no. No, no. I'll go somewhere else and buy my aftershave, you know. But boy, and I even prayed for I went in there, you know. But yeah, it's just uh, one of those things, you know. I told her, I'm just at the point now, I've had enough. I'm going to stand up for what I believe in and go from there. So, woo-wee. So watch out there. Bring back that math mandate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anybody have any questions I said today? If you do, man, we'll be breaking bread. But we just want to take a moment now and honor our veterans in our house today. Uh, folks, look at what you're doing today. You say, well, how do I honor my veterans? And you did it today by coming into here. You exercised your right. You live in a free country. They protected our rights. And folks, we see how it's going right now, back and forth. They want to shut the churches down. And they defend the United States for us to live our life the way we want to. Amen? It's up for us now to stand up and live our life where we want to according to our Constitution. You know that? They can only defend the borders for us. We have to live our own life. And I pray as Americans will continue to put people and laws in the effect to make veterans proud in this serving today of our country. Amen? Amen. How many veterans do we have here today? If you wouldn't mind standing up for a second. Ned, Charlie... Fernando, uh, Ryan, yeah, you're back here. Anybody else? We're going to give you a round of applause and thank you very much for your service. And I got a, I got a, we have a gift for you. And I know it's been customary here, but on behalf of us here, we thank you very much for your service to the nation, for your service to us. In honor of John's service to us, we bless you with that. And Ned, thank you, sir. Appreciate your service very much. And was somebody else here? 
uh, Vicki on her Steve service. Thank you very much. I know you made her one time in honor of your daddy. Your service to our country. We thank you so much for that. Her daddy is in the service, but now he's fighting a war that a lot of you folks have friends are fighting. That's dementia. And a lot of you guys are going through it right now. So, Before we share this song with you, I just want to know, if you're here today and you're caring for somebody, uh, would you stand up just for a second? I want to have a prayer with you. As a, as a, you're taking care of somebody dementia, you got somebody that's sick and you're always around there helping them. If you stand up, we'll say a prayer. Yes, folks. You don't, it's not that you're bragging that you're doing it. I just want to pray with In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father, I thank you so much for the hearts of those standing right now. Oh, Lord, they're, what they're doing for other people, Lord. I know at times the, the thing they can't do it anymore, but I just pray for their strength in the name of Yeshua, Father. I pray, God, that you bring folks alongside of them to help them and give them relief, Lord. And I pray for those who are taken care of, God, that they'll see and understand and appreciate the help they're receiving, Lord. And we just speak against the spirit of dementia attacking some of their bodies today or wherever it might be in the name of Jesus. And we just speak holiness over their bodies and over our caregivers right now, God, to touch them, give them rest, Give them strength, Lord. And may the hope that we have in Christ Jesus and your your love just fill them up, God. Knowing what they're doing is not going unnoticed by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. But in honor of our veterans today, Carol has a song. It's a tradition song here, but I've actually sing it again. She goes, well, I sing it every year. But I love the song. It really speaks to me. So in honor of all our veterans. Just a young man When he first heard the call Come and join in the battle Come and give us your all And he rose up to follow Leaving all else behind And he joined in this song When he reached the front lines It's an honor to serve Join in the fight To lift up my voice To lay down my life Giving glory to God Seeking none in return It's an honor, an honor to serve Now the day he was captured they locked him in chains Though the weeks turned to years Still his faith remained the same As his body was broken And his dark hair turned gray Each night in his cell He would stand up and say It's an honor to serve To join in this fight to lift up my voice, to lay down my life, 
giving glory to God, seeking none in return. It's an honor, an honor to serve. As he stood among his men, we're honored to have the opportunity to serve our country under difficult circumstances. We're profoundly grateful to our Commander-in-Chief and to our nation for this day. God bless America. And as they lifted the flag at the front of the crowd, I watched him stand up and bring his hand to his brow. Lord, help me remember what true honor means. No matter the cost, I'll stand up and sing. It's an honor to serve, to join in this fight, to lift up my voice, to lay down my life. Giving glory to God, seeking none in return. It's an honor, an honor to serve. It's an honor to serve, to join in the fight. We will lift up our voice, we will lay down our lives. Giving glory to God. Seeking none in return, it's an honor, honor to serve. It's an honor, honor to serve. our veterans. Thank you guys so much. I would like to close this portion with a prayer I shared Friday. I was so uh, blessed to be able to be the chaplain for the service Friday at the Court Square. And the prayer I had for our, our veterans I share with our veterans today. Does Heavenly Father relieve her today? We do continue to ask you to continue to watch over our veterans and their families. Help those who may still be struggling from their service to our country. Remove any nightmares that may be reoccurring and bring peace of mind to them. As we bind that spirit of suicide which is threatening so many of our soldiers. We pray for you to move upon the leaders of our country to always put our veterans first. And for those who control the purse strings to untie them and provide the services for our veterans earned, but more importantly, deserved, that no veteran will go hungry or homeless in these United States of America. They took an oath to defend this nation, an oath that never expires. So, Lord, may we as American citizens take an oath ourselves that we will defend our veterans, 
ensuring they will receive the help they need. We look forward, Lord, to the time of peace mentioned in Isaiah 11.6 where the wolf and the lamb will lay down. When Isaiah 2.4 talks about the judge between the nations that you will judge them and will render decisions for many people. And they will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will no longer lift sword against nation and never again will they learn war. Father, until that day arrives, we pray for those serving our country today. Those who are following in the footsteps of our brave men and women who served in our, our military. We pray for your strength and protection for them and may your angels watch over them and may godly wisdom be given to our leaders. And God, may we always be on your side. May we always stand up against evil and not embrace it. May we remember that blessed is the nation whose God is Lord. So Father, we ask you to forgive us our sins of a nation, that your hand may be a protection may be upon America, as we continue to declare that we are still one nation under God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And may the good Lord bless you and keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may He turn His face toward you and grant you peace. And may the blessing God gave Abraham rest upon your household and upon your children and upon your children's children's children. All to His glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.